0: We're diving into what Baylor brings to the table, the keys to victory for Oklahoma State, plus some of the Locked On Big 12 hosts' favorite matchups from this weekend, all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked on Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on at locked underscore on underscore pokes on twitter or find the show on the lockdown pokes facebook page make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with lockdown pokes we have made it to my favorite day of the week an orange friday and to start off we're going to talk about some of the things that baylor brings to the table BAYLOR OU and the Cowboys are the only 4 and 0 teams left in the Big 12 so obviously Baylor does pose a huge threat to Oklahoma State this weekend luckily the game is at home i think that will be a huge advantage ultimately for the Cowboys. But what Baylor brings to the table, first of all, they have the number six nationally ranked rushing offense. They have a tandem back. They have two running backs that do everything that they are supposed to. They catch passes. They break off long runs. They've had a fantastic season so far. So that is a huge part of their game, and it's a huge part of the reason that first-year quarterback Jerry Bohannon has been able to get so much done Through the air, he hasn't had a single interception so far this season. He can also get it done on the ground. He has 24 carries for 105 yards and four touchdowns. So he's a no-joke quarterback. We talk about the dual threat that Spencer Sanders is. Baylor has their own dual threat quarterback that we're going to have to shut down both on the ground and through the air. They have deep threat options at wide receiver. They get their tight end involved. He has the third most catches in the pass catching room. So it's definitely a a strong offense. They've been rolling so far. The team's Baylor has beat to get to 4-0, have a combined record of 4-11. So maybe their wins aren't as impressive as, say, Oklahoma State, who's who beat Boise State in non-conference play in Boise. That was a huge win. I, I think the Cowboys need to be credited more for that. Obviously, Baylor took down Iowa State, and that's fantastic. But Iowa State, I, I'm not sure how the win happened because they managed to pull away with a win while I, Iowa State led in every important game stat, including they outgained. Uh, the Baylor Bears by almost 200 yards and still managed to lose so There's some wonkiness going on with that game. It's a little mind-boggling to me. It leaves me with a lot of questions about Baylor. Are they a pretender or a contender? I think they have a lot of questions left to answer, but they've certainly put together a good resume heading into this matchup against Oklahoma State. The defense leads the Big 12 in points allowed, only allowing 15.8 points. They also rank second in scoring offense, so they're getting it done on both sides of the ball and on special teams. They have a punter that will pin you back deep every single time. He has a fantastic leg. They have a kicker who is four for five on field goals, his longest being a 48 yarder. So they get it done on special teams. They ran back a kickoff return, 98 yards for a touchdown last week against Iowa State. So they're getting it done on every side of the ball. Our defense is going to have to show up ready to play, and we're going to get to that. I'm trying to focus on Baylor. Again, I do have a lot of questions about what they are going to look like against, because I, I know before the season, we all thought Iowa state was a formidable opponent that they had a chance at taking the, you know, big 12 title championship game against OU and, and everybody kind of had them at as this dark horse, but they have just not put it together. I don't know if they, they just can't close or what it is, but I do have some questions that remain about Baylor. So we'll see how, how the Cowboys can stack up against them on Saturday see what they bring to the table. They've obviously watched Oklahoma State. They've seen our run defense shut down team after team. So maybe they come in with more of a, a passing attack plan. It'll be interesting to see which offense shows up because there's certainly the duality of it. They they have it on both the rushing and the passing side of the offense. So we'll have to see what they bring to Stillwater on Saturday, they are definitely going to put up a fight. You know, they also just found themselves in the top 25 rankings. So it's going to be a fantastic game. They bring a lot to the table. They're gritty. They're so much better than anybody thought they would. And and it's that underdog story that we're so used to. I mean, we've we've been underdogs forever. We know how that feels. And so they kind of got a little bit of that in their blood. And and when you feel that way, when you want to prove somebody wrong, that chip on the shoulder business, anybody that's played sports or started a business or or done anything that they were told that they couldn't do. You understand that chip-on-the-shoulder feeling, and they certainly have that. They will have that coming into the game. Oklahoma State is still favored to win, I think, a lot in part due to the game being in Stillwater. And I said at the beginning of the show, I thought that that was going to be a difference-maker, making sure the crowd is in the game. So that's that's going to be a key to victory, which we're going to get to right after this. But first, I have to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. You know, I have a buddy that I do a podcast with. He has been hounding on me to get some Bilt Bar in my house. He is telling me, you know, it's the best protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I'm like, I don't really eat protein bars I don't work out. That's not really my thing. He says it doesn't matter. It's a great filler. They only have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Bilt Bar has nine flavors, ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. Is there more elite combination than chocolate and peanut butter? Even... Except maybe like Jalen Warren in the end zone, but if you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's mix box where you get two of the each of the nine flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code Locked15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code Locked15 for 15% off your order. Going right into some of the keys to victory for Oklahoma State this weekend. Like I said, making sure the crowd is engaged and stays in it and stays loud. It may rain tomorrow. It could be a really ugly football game if that were to happen. So keeping the the stands really engaged is going to be huge. I can't state this enough. We need to play a full four quarters of football. I don't want to see two quarters of football and then stop doing everything that's working. I cannot watch that happen again. We have gone two weeks in a row without scoring in the second half. Second half points are going to have to go on the board against most of these Big 12 teams. So while I think our defense is good enough to get us through this game, playing four full quarters of football is going to be absolutely crucial. Seeing it all put together for the entire game is my number one thing that needs to be corrected from the last two previous weeks and really hounded on i think going into saturday's matchup a continuing juice from Jalen warren spencer sanders and tay martin who finally kind of all got to get going together last week in the first half against kansas state they all played really well it was obvious how important Tay Martin and Jalen Warren are to a successful Oklahoma State offense. So you kind of want to see them continuing putting all of that together, both a passing game, run game. Spencer Sanders doing well both through the air and on the ground, much like he did again last week in the first half of that Kansas State <coughs> excuse me of that Kansas State game. Continuing consistency from the offensive line, which I have said maybe every show since starting this podcast, that offensive line has to continue to build on the consistency from the previous two weeks. They've looked better each step of the way. So I hope to see them just improve even more as the year goes on. And that starts this weekend against the bears. So the good news about the offense is that it's more about continuing anything than it is correcting anything aside from, of course, playing a full four quarters of football, but I think that falls more on the coaching staff than it does the players. Special teams are going to have to show up. They're going to have to shut returns down as well as make good decisions with the football in our return game. I mentioned before their punter is a very good punter. He will pin you if you're not careful, so we have to be very smart with our return game. Run defense is going to have to show up big. you got to make them rely on their quarterback. we got to rely on our our safeties in the back, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez needs to have an absolute day. Not that he hasn't been; he's been playing fantastic, wrapping up on tackles, really just a menace on the defensive side of the ball. But I think he's going to have to have uh, just a career day against this Baylor run game to to really help them push to rely on their passing attack. Creating turnovers is another thing that I want to see this defense continue to do as they did last week. Bohannon has yet to throw an interception. Let Colby Harvell Peel change that this weekend. Speak that out into the universe. Let's just all manifest it together. I want to see this defense come away with some turnovers against Baylor. And like I said, if if Malcolm Rodriguez is disrupting that that front area and can can. Kind of control the uh, run game, then we have to figure out a way to shut down their uh, deep threat wide receiver as well. So hopefully our our defense really comes ready to play. Our offense continues what they started last week against Kansas state in the first half. And we can let the defense be on the sideline, getting their rest because if there's a game they're going to need it for, it is absolutely this one. I think they'll have to show up big and show up strong. And I know some of our depth has taken a hit on that defense defensive side, but the next man up mentality has been fantastic from Jim Knowles defense. You can tell these guys know that they have to step up and play to the best of their ability to, and, and, and past that, just doing everything that they have to do. I talked about it earlier this week. Some of the guys that have stepped up in the loss due to injury from Trace Sterling and Trace Ford, and these guys have stepped up and done their job. So they're going to have to continue doing that. Just an absolute career day from the defensive side of the ball to get Baylor kind of out of rhythm with their their rush and passing attack. And I think we have the defense to do it. It's always hard to get those dual threat quarterbacks down. You know, you you push them and and blitz and they'll tuck and run. So it'll be really interesting to see our defense kind of against that kind of quarterback. I would imagine that they have pretty good practice with it, considering that they go up against a dual threat quarterback every week during practice playing against Spencer Sanders. So I'm sure that they can shut it down, but they are going to have to come angry. They're going to have to come fired up to play on Saturday. Next up, I'm going to drop another clip from my conversation with the other Locked On Big 12 hosts. We talked about some of our favorite matchups for this weekend, but one word from BetOnline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's that time of year again, and y'all know all our eyes are on football as players return to the gridiron. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests on BetOnline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 100% welcome bonus. NFL season is finally underway. College football season, we're five weeks in. It's all going. And if football isn't your taste they have basketball baseball boxing they even have your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season be sure to use promo code locked on again that's promo code locked on for your welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts and one final word college football fans have you heard about prize picks prize picks is a daily fantasy sports made easy it's a super easy app to get around on. I am not a computer wizard. I pretty much know how to send a text message on my phone and that's it. So the app was really easy to navigate. They had great lines. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10, 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix even allows for mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Spencer Sanders passing TDs and the under on Trey Young field goals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. So I said we're going to look to some of the games we're excited about this weekend that maybe take a listen to how me and my Big 12 uh, host cohorts feel about some of the matchups this weekend. Our favorite ones, what we think we might see right now.
1: All right, so John, going to you first. Outside of Oklahoma's contest against Kansas State, what in the? you can go inside or outside to the conference, your pick. What are you most looking forward to this week? Yeah, I think the, the game that I'm really looking forward to, when we talked about you know before the show, I'm close to Fayetteville. It's just about an hour away. Really looking forward to seeing what Arkansas does against Georgia. I mean, are they a legit team in the SEC if that's a, a game that they can hang in and actually maybe beat Georgia in? I mean, that, that win against Texas is looking better and better all the time. Can the, can the Hogs do it again over the Dogs? Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm skeptical uh yeah me too but, it, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting though uh, the fact that this game was a top 10 game that's it, you know it's is right it just and actually to a point that was made uh that was made earlier about Pete Carroll that Jacob made uh Sam Pittman was a fourth I mean maybe not even fourth, or fifth choice right I mean what the, the job he's done and I uh, you know I know Barry Odom very familiar uh with the Oklahoma program and uh you know his brother has been very involved there and Also, somebody I know very well from his days at Missouri. He's done a great job with that defense. One of those guys, probably better off as a coordinator than a head coach. He's done a great job, so I'm excited with that one too. Linda, what do you got?
0: It's really unfair that you're not going to let me talk about how excited I am for Oklahoma State versus Baylor, but the Kansas State Sooner game, I will be glued to the TV because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the Kansas State quarterback room. I, I who knows who's behind center, but their run defense is going to really impact the way that Spencer Rattler has to play. They're going to have to play through the air. So I think John gets his wish about more Spencer Rattler in the game plan. And uh, hopefully it, well, actually, I don't really care if it works out for the best, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and I I'm pretty sure like, I've already accepted the fact that my Denver Broncos are going to draft Spencer Rattler. So I'd like him to show up and play big if they completely shut down the run game, which I suspect they do. So I'm looking forward to that game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, Skyler Thompson, it's mentioned a good play. I don't think we'll see him. I think they're going to try to get him back after that bye week. Um, All right, Steven, what about you? Oh, no, we can't hear you. You're muted, my guy. I'm so smart. (laughs) TCU education, folks. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. The real sickos look at that Big 12 Power Rankings, and we want to see Texas Tech and West Virginia, baby. I want to see what the Red Raiders do with Tyler shut down. Henry Columbia, what does he look like? I do actually think this is kind of an interesting game for the Mountaineers. You played well against Oklahoma, but that was a game you had an opportunity to win. You didn't. Can you get over a hangover and beat a team you should beat at home in Morgantown? So uh, I think that's kind of an interesting game for – like middle of the conference. And I also wonder, you lose 70-35 to in Austin. Lubbock people wanted Matt Wells gone last at the end of last season. You know, I know he's got the injury built in here, but how long can you let this thing continue if you continue to take embarrassing L's every week? And that was the one last year that they had Texas dead to rights and they didn't win it. And this year they got absolutely drubbed. Um, Also, I had this – I want to update us on the stats. So I told you guys last week that West Virginia – through four quarters against power five teams in the second half, uh, Maryland and Virginia Tech. They had scored a total of six points. Uh, now on six quarters in second halves against power five teams, Maryland, uh, Virginia Tech, and Oklahoma, they still have six points. Uh, not finishing the fight are the West Virginia Mountaineers second. Also, is there a worse sequence in offensive line history than a false start and a snap? <laughs> But that takes you out of field goal range in the end of the game on the road. I mean, crippling, crippling, absolutely crippling mistake. Uh, Jacob, what are you looking at uh, this week that you're interested in? Well, I I was actually – the Texas Tech-West Virginia game, Mm. I I call it – It's called like the Sickos game of the week in a way. It is. It's just kind of how things shake out. But I'm also interested in the Texas TCU game. Uh, Obviously, Texas got to go up the road to Fort Worth and – Looking forward to that one. I do want to see how Texas follows up that game against this Tech. You explode for 70 points. What can you do as you take this on the road to Fort Worth? We all know that Gary Patterson prides himself on having a very stingy defense. So that is a game that's got some intrigue for me just because of the fact, okay, can Sark put that same type of offense on the field week to week? We haven't seen it so far this year. Need to see if it can be a thing that you can take on the road. Uh, I'm gonna I'm to mention this game. It's not what I really care about. I mean, does Kansas score against Iowa State? Like, do they? Great score? And because here's the thing, guys. I so Iowa State. Like their offense has put their defense in bad spots. Their defense is one of three teams I believe in the country that is allowing less than four yards of play. Uh, they have a phenomenal defensive unit this year. I mean that that group has not skipped a, not skipped a beat. Um, They've been fantastic. So I feel bad for Jason Bean and company going there. I'm going to put this out there. Um, this is, this weekend, I think, will be the launching pad for Matt Corral. This is somebody that I've been tracking. I, I, I love Matt Corral in high school. I loved how um, he loves, loves to take a risk or two in a game or five or six. But I think he ends up, I really do think he ends up being the number one pick. I, I think this is somebody that because of the ability to make every single throw in the book and a uh the, the problem for him is you have to rein him in some not like hey i need you to make this throw it's look sometimes i need you, i need you not to make that throw i need you not to throw this pass into coverage i think that's a bit easier than trying to go the other way around so i think matt corral has a really good week and uh win or lose i think he puts himself in a in a great position and he puts. If I'm an Alabama fan, he puts fear of God into me because he is not afraid of that. He will not be afraid of that environment. He'll be excited. He'll be ready to go. So I'm fired up uh, about Alabama and Ole Miss.
0: Make sure to check back in on Monday to break down what we hope will be a win against the Baylor Bears. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page or on Twitter at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by Lawn betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts i will talk to y'all next week go pokes